Hi, I'm Brent Stanford, and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. Earlier this week, fans of Tim Pool and his live YouTube show Timcast IRL may have been shocked when a conversation about obesity and the food pyramid veered into a discussion about vaping that amplified almost every anti-vaping myth and stereotype pushed by public health. Tim Pool is an independent journalist and political commentator who first became known for live-streaming the 2011 Occupy Wall Street protests, and later for his work producing and hosting content at Vice and Fusion TV. Pool then focused on conquering YouTube, where he built a successful media platform that's amassed over 2.5 million subscribers and over 1.2 billion video views. Hosted by Tim Pool, Timcast IRL is a live two-hour show focusing on news, politics, and culture that airs Monday to Friday with co-hosts Ian Crossland and Luke Rudkowski. Each night, a new guest joins the show. I smoked cigarettes for a long time from a very young age. I got off of cigarettes. I went to vaping because it's marketed as like the, the good alternative, right? I would argue that vaping is honestly worse for you. It's wet vapor. You're coating your lungs in wet vapor. I'm going to use this platform to advocate and say, if you're vaping in the audience, it's going to catch a lot of flack. I already know. Just it, quit. The first four days, if you can make it past the first four days, you won. Just, just get it out of your system. I don't know what the point of vaping is. It's called douche fluting for, for the record. <laughs> Everyone needs to understand that. There's many different scientific terms on this. I want to have to look it back into this because I was looking into this when I was douche fluting myself. I was smoking cigarettes mm -hmm. and then I got off cigarettes and I started uh, half douche fluting, half smoking cigarettes. There was uh, two years ago, there was a bit of, uh, maybe three years ago at this point, it came out that vitamin E acetate was yep. in the nicotine vapes and causing mm -hmm. what they call popcorn lung, also known as bronchiolitis obliterans or obliterative bronchiolitis. Wow. Uh, the That's a word. Yeah, it's a disease that results in the obstruction of the smallest airways of the lungs, the bronchiolus, mm -hmm. due to inflammation. And that was just a sample of the ill-informed comments about vaping. We'll show you more. But first, you may be wondering why RegWatch is making such a big deal about this. Well, for two reasons. The first is that Timcast IRL often draws more viewers during a single episode on YouTube than many cable news shows do during the same time slot. This episode of Timcast IRL attracted an audience of 262,000. That's a lot of people. And to the second point, these are the exact people who should be hearing a pro-vaping message. Tim Poole, the cast, and his viewers lean center-right, if not fully tip conservative or libertarian for that matter. They question government overreach, corporate influence, the deep state, big pharma, and most certainly public health. Joining us today to help unpack what was said on TimCast and to offer some friendly, helpful information is Demetrius Agrafiotis. He's the vaping Greek. He's a global advocate for vaping, and he's the former executive director of the Tennessee Smoke-Free Association. Demetrius, it's great to see you. Uh, great to see you too, Brent. Uh, nice to be back on the show. It's been a while now, all the way from uh, Greece now. Uh, it's excellent. Just to make sure our audience knows, you are an American, fully rooted. That is correct. I am an American. I still am an American. I did not give up my citizenship. I still vote and I will be uh, voting uh, in the next election as well, too. Currently in Europe, uh, just for work. Let's take a moment here uh, for our audience, because I'm hoping that we have some viewers today who aren't normal viewers of ours and may not be watching vaping advocacy content very often. So who are you and what's your story with regard to vaping? Uh, of course, uh, I am Dimitris Agrafiotis. I have been advocating for uh, vaping since uh, 2012. 
Uh, I was uh, uh, trying to help people quit smoking via vaping when I discovered it back in 2010. Start a YouTube channel, um, mostly to help people my age group, around 40 years old, uh, that might not be too tech savvy, um, follow my journey and uh, and assist them on their journey uh, and getting away from combustible cigarettes. Uh, quickly, I realized that the governments are not going to allow us to use this product freely, uh, simply because uh, more people that quit smoking, especially in America, that means less money for the government. And of course, less money for the healthcare system. So I started advocating pretty early uh, on and try, trying to educate legislators, uh, creating the first uh, independent state association in America with the Tennessee Smoke Free Association, and uh, and just going on a journey again, uh, uh, traveling domestically and internationally, trying to educate public, mainstream media, legislators, uh, top down from local all the way to federal. Uh, on what vaping is and how this product has helped uh, change my life and the life of uh, now, thankfully, millions. So is it fair to say that vaping is as harmful or even more harmful than smoking? Uh, absolutely not. And and there's absolutely no scientific evidence that supports that statement. Uh, often when I try to talk about vaping to people that that just might not uh, want to listen to uh, the the thousands now studies that have been published uh, over the last decade uh, on on how much less harmful vaping is to smoking. My simple answer to them is just think about this from a common sense standpoint. Uh, what harms you in a cigarette is combustion. What kills you is combustion. When we actually light, paper and tobacco and we inhale the smoke into our lungs with vaping this is completely removed uh the major harm in a cigarette is completely removed allowing you to deliver nicotine into your body with a much much less harmful uh delivery method so yeah that statement absolutely does not hold true um uh, but you know at the end of the day people do want to have evidence and they want to look at evidence uh, and certainly uh, nicotine without smoke, uh, which is the Royal College of Physicians report on on vaping came out in 2016. It is an ongoing paper that's updated every year is uh, the Holy Bible. If you want to learn uh, and, and not trust me, but want to listen to the medical community, uh, the Royal College of Physicians is a, a body of 32,000 physicians that um, takes the time to go over and peer review all the studies and come into a conclusion of, of what this product can do. And they have come to the conclusion that it's at least 95% less harmful than traditional combustible cigarettes. So, you know, a cigarette does not kill you immediately. It takes 30, 40 years for you to develop, uh, you know, the tobacco related illnesses. So given that number alone, uh, we can say that a, an electronic cigarette probably will take 500 years to, to uh, kill you. Uh, which I'm sure by that time you you would have passed uh, uh, from something else. Okay, so let's dive into a longer clip from the Tim Cash show. When I quit vaping, it was the worst thing that I probably have ever, the worst vice I've ever gotten off of is you're literally vaping seed oil, soybean oil. I mean, yep. the yeah. most highly mm -hmm. addictive things that you're already consuming on a regular basis in your diets and you're doing that in your lungs. Exactly, popcorn lung. Yeah, uh, vitamin E acetate. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that. That's, uh, that, that was in the dab carts for a long time. Um, and that's when, you know, Trump, I believe he signed the executive order upping the smoking age from 18 to 21 is because of the mm -hmm. vitamin E acetate. Wow. They were making carts at home and then selling it to children and people yeah. were just popping up a popcorn lung out of a sudden. What's see, popcorn see, lung? See, see, crack like, or, or, or ingesting seed oils? popcorn lung. 
Well, well, well again, uh, it, 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 there's many different scientific terms on this. I'm going to have to look it back into this because I was looking into this when I was douche fluting myself. I was smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. and then I got off cigarettes and I started uh, half douche fluting, half smoking cigarettes. But Does I douche actually, fluting make you feel worse than cigarettes? Uh, I, um, it's hard to tell because they're all pretty bad for mm-hmm. you. I climbed, you know, about 20 rocks off this trail and I got to the top and I felt like my lungs were going to explode. And ever since that day, I didn't hit a vape. I just, it was like a, almost a switch being flipped into my head. It was like, okay, this is, I can actually see that it's affecting me now. And it was very, very hard. I mean, the first week I literally wanted to kill somebody. I mean, the anger is incredible. It's not just vitamin E acetate either that can cause this stuff, but that was a large occurrence. And that's what they actually studied is if you're inhaling metal seed oil, soybean oil, and Lord, I mean, a lot of it's like propylene, glycol, glycerin into your lungs on a regular basis, more often than cigarettes, because it doesn't make you stink. It actually makes you smell good. A lot of them are fruity flavors. You can hit it discreetly when you're in restaurants, when you're in your house, anything, anywhere you want. I mean, you're doing this on a regular basis, taking hundreds to thousands of hits a day. Your body, I mean, all things in moderation, your body is not going to have a good reaction to smoke filled with all these chemicals and toxins entering you over and over again. Yeah, can, can we just bring back natural tobacco and crack already? Yep. Well, all right. Well, hey, listen, <laughs> listen, listen guys, guys, I smoked cigarettes for longer than Taylor's been alive. Yep. And I disagree strongly. C- cigarettes are the worst damn things in the world. Now, I'm not saying that vaping is good. But I don't want people to get the impression that I'm sitting here saying that smoking is is not as bad as vaping without at all least, of it's terrible. At least saying something. Mm-hmm. Smoking is the worst thing in the world. So I had to include Phil there at the very end of that uh, clip yeah. because, of course, he he's right. His position. Yeah. Was right. I mean, a little bit of balance, yeah, for sure. But that it's it's a, it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. I do want to make one comment before we start getting into this. And I I do believe that, um, you know, as somebody that's been on YouTube and and the way that things have shifted in the last decade with influencers and podcasts and and getting away from mainstream media and seeing the success of a lot of these people, people that have millions of followers on YouTube and on Twitter and are kind of influential uh, and people listen to them. I think that even if you look at his face when he first started talking about vaping, I think something um, clicked in his brain and said, well, this is a very good segment for me to jump in because I know it's going to draw a lot of attention because people want views. You know, at the end of the day, uh, as much as somebody says, you know, I'm doing this for the good of the country or I'm doing this for the good, um, they want people to click on it. And and I think that this is how it kind of started. And then, of course, it got out of hand with with completely ridiculous and, and false statements by people that have absolutely no clue what they're talking about. And that's what's very sad about this. Um, everything you just said, I agree with. There's a big, huge audience, and I think it's an important audience to reach on behalf of the cause of vaping. I do agree that uh, Taylor Hansen, who uh, is the gentleman that's the guest, he did have this impish look. Uh, you know, he yes. knew. Yes. Well, he said, yes. you know, he said, uh, you know, I'm going to draw a lot of heat on this. Yeah, that's right. And then let me just bring up right off of the bat this concept of douche fluting because yeah. it's a slur and it was used several times. I'm not sure. Too sure if we're going to try to unpack exactly what that means on our channel, but if anybody goes to the Urban Dictionary and, and give it a look, it's shocking what it actually refers to, and it's amazing right. to me that it was so widely used on Timcast. 
It's unfortunate because it really stereotypes, uh, you know, I, I blame mainstream media a lot for this because the way that they've made vapors appear in the past. Um, but, you know, I am 51, uh, 51 years old. And uh, and if you consider what I am doing to stay healthy and alive and away from cigarettes, douche fluiding, then you really got to take a hard look at yourself as a person and what you're trying to accomplish here. It is a slur. I take it very personally. And I think that every adult uh, uh, in the world that that has made the switch um, to vaping from smoking to better their health and to better their life and the ones that are around them. Uh, uh, should should take offense as well too. Uh, unfortunately, in that circle where this show is being shown, it's not going to upset that many people because I think there are going to be some people out there that say, "Yeah, well, I've kind of had this idea about looking at these guys, um, you know, using these products and these tubes and these vapes." Uh, however, you know, I mean, if you think about we're taking a, a, a leaf and and paper and we're lighting it on fire, uh, that's uh, that that's probably going to be a lot worse than you than than the act that we're doing. Just because you go hide behind a dumpster to do it now does not make it any better. So I take a huge offense to that uh, as a father and uh, as as a human being. So before we get to a valley, let's talk first about the seed oil comments. Because, of course, the oil is a real big issue. It is behind, you know, the damage sure. that came with the valley. But there's something larger here in this discussion that there's seed oils and soybean oil inside nicotine vapes. I'm not sure where that came up from. I really don't know. I, actually, I haven't heard this very often in mainstream media. It might be something that just... Um, you know, came across maybe one of his his research articles. I really don't know, but the oil itself, uh, the terminology uh, is absolutely incorrect in the context of nicotine vapor technology, because the liquid solution that we use for nicotine vapes contains absolutely no oil and no lipids as well too. So we have to be very very careful uh, in in the way that we explain this. Propylene glycol, yes, it is inside uh, uh, the, the solution of electronic cigarette. However, propylene glycol is not an oil. And in that same sentence, he used both of those words, um, maybe misleading a little bit the audience to think that propylene glycol is an oil as well, too. Vegetable glycerin, which is another of the ingredients, has been used widely uh, in inhalers for <laughs> uh, decades. Uh, aromas that we use to do get these wonderful flavors, as he mentioned. And of course, um, pharmaceutical grade nicotine, which is exactly the same nicotine that we'll find in patches and in gums that are used pharmaceutically and promoted by our governments in the U.S. and Canada to help us quit smoking. So those are the four ingredients that are in there. There's absolutely no documented case of any e-liquid anytime, any place for the any as long as I can remember that that would show that an e-liquid solution would contain any type of oil inside when it comes to nicotine vapor. So it's completely false and completely discredits uh, these hosts from not only mentioning it, but the the rest of the hosts that are kind of like backing up this statement. Um, tragic and, and criminal, if you ask me. Now, there was a mention of metals. Sure. Yes, metals uh, have been detected in, in nicotine vapor. However, uh, it's not uh, the poison, but it's always the dose. The small particles of metals that have been found in vapor are way below what the acceptable amount uh, a human can in, in, um, um, breathe in on a daily basis. 
In fact, we we inhale metal particles when we're just walking down the street and a car passes by with their their exhaust, you know, uh, full blast or when we're over the barbecue making a steak. Uh, so uh, once again, yes, in our testing that I have seen, uh, there have been traces of metal particles, but it sounds so scary. Ooh, metal. It's not like you having pieces of metal go down into your lungs. Uh, there is an acceptable uh, level and and all the testing that's being done uh, in the EU and in Canada now, uh, all the testing that there is an acceptable level that's allowed in the testing. If you look at the Caresta method, if you look at the TPD testing that we do for liquids here in Europe, there is an acceptable level allowed because it is so low. It is below the threshold of what is allowed for you to inhale on a daily basis. Yeah, and let's just be you know very clear about this. Canada has legalized vaping. The devices are legal in Canada. You can buy them all over the all over the country. So I mean, if 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 nicotine vaping devices were harmful, you would think that Canada would you know would have done something more than legalize it. Uh, now they've and now they've taxed it, uh, and so the government is in business uh, with nicotine vaping now. So it, much to the chagrin of most. Uh, vapors in Canada. Let me ask you, what is a popcorn lung? What is popcorn lung and how is it? does it apply here? Yeah, again, uh, this is another mainstream, uh, you know, big uh, um, uh, negative story that came out quite a few years ago. Uh, and in fact, I kind of find it ironic that the host says this was two, three years ago. So what happened? Did it stop or does it, it happened two, three years ago and now the popcorn lung kind of disappeared? Uh, so that again, shows you that this was uh, much of a statement to to get a shock and awe reaction from the from the audience. However, um, back in the 80s, there was a popcorn uh, factory that made popcorn, uh, literal popcorn that we eat uh, in Georgia. And uh, of course, this was before OSHA and before, you know, all these these government agencies set some uh, standards and rules. However, in this popcorn uh, factory, um, the workers that were around the popcorn, especially where the butter popcorn was, they were spraying butter directly onto the to the to the popcorn. And the employees that were sitting there were inhaling this on a daily basis every day, every day for years. And one of the workers um, after many, many years of working there, they discovered that he had this condition uh, called popcorn lung, and that was from the butter getting inside uh, the, the crevices of his lungs. There has not been, again, not one, not one documented case of uh, people that use nicotine vapor products that have uh, got this condition. In fact, it's so rare um, that we haven't seen any of that condition being mentioned outside of vaping as well, too. So it's just a shock and awe term. Popcorn lung just sounds so bad. Um, however, truly not possible uh, with, with the levels uh, of uh, e-liquid solution that your average vapor will use. Uh, we're not sitting above a machine that's spraying uh, butter, uh, you know, for eight hours a day, uh, five days a week, uh, you know, um, and that's not how the product's being used. I want to be fair to Ian Crossland, who's the, who is the ho one of the co-hosts there that mentioned this. Um, first of all, the next night he came out and he did mention that he may have gotten some things wrong and he's going to work on seeing whether or not he can sort that out. So hopefully he's watching and he gets a, you know, gets a little bit better information with this. The issue with what he said for me was that he was actually commingling popcorn lung with the vaping related lung illness from yeah. 2019. Which, which he did get right uh, in, some, in, in some cases. It happened three years sure. ago. 
uh, and people did get sick. But however, that, you know, I want to be very clear when it comes to this. It's called E-Valley, public health, mm-hmm. called it E-Valley. Um, it was not uh, a real thing. And, Correct. you know, I'm just going to hand it to you to see where yeah. you can take with that. We fought, we fought this uh, very, very hard when it first uh, popped up in 2019. Um, I, think, I think part of being a, a, any kind of host or any kind of public figure requires you to go back and look at the overall picture of a story. Um, vaping has been fought really hard by governments for many reasons, which I would love maybe if uh, Tim and, and everybody else would invite us on the show to to go through this history of of um, uh, opponents that vaping has had. And this, you know, over the years have been stories, batteries exploding, you know, it's, it's popcorn lung, like you said earlier. Evali was one of these stories in 2019. Um, vitamin E acetate is, is, is a product that's being added to THC carts to make the solution thicker. Uh, and people that use these carts believe that a thicker solution is more potent and it's, you know, better uh, THC. Um, it is not an ingredient that uh, is added to nicotine vapor solution. In fact, uh, uh, from an engineering standpoint, because this is what I do, I design uh, hardware uh, as well. Um, that anything that has oil inside, including vitamin E acetate, cannot be vaporized in the products that we use to vaporize nicotine vapor solution. Um, about 200 people uh, went to the hospital in America. Uh, most of them were young, uh, between the ages of 16 and 20. Uh, and unfortunately, um, because of the system in America, when they went to the hospital and they got sick, their lungs were having issues. Um, most of them were asked, what were you doing before? And uh, a lot of the kids uh, didn't want to say that they were uh, vaping THC carts. So they simply said uh, vaping. Uh, and this is where the mainstream media uh, took over uh, and uh, and convoluted the two. Vaping as a term could be many things. You could be vaporizing nicotine vapor, THC, uh, certain vitamins, Um but vaping in itself <laughs> does not define everything that these kids are doing. Of course, THC was involved. Uh, in fact, even the FDA, after three years, finally last year, they updated uh, on their website saying that after all the uh, data came in, it's a very, very small paragraph, but it's there. <laughs> they determined that uh, the cause of a volley was tainted uh, THC uh, carts, mostly manufactured in uh, death row, or not, excuse me, Skid Row, I think it's called. It's an area in, outside Los Angeles where a lot of these carts are being processed. Uh, and basically, the drug dealers were making more money because they were uh, altering the solution. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate that we've, we've been kind of tagged. I kind of hear this a lot as well, too, just from your average citizen or friends that tell me, oh, you're vaping and you're going to get this, this, uh, this lung disease. Um, however, once again, there has not been one case where people can document and say that I was vaping exclusively nicotine vapor products and this was caused. In fact, in all of the cases that we have seen that have gone through the process of the CDC and the FDA in the United States, they have determined that the person was vaping uh, illegally purchased THC cards, mostly from California. Right, which had absolutely nothing to do with the legal, legally regulated nicotine vaping market. Um, not even oh, a, or with the, or with douche fluting. It has nothing to do with douche fluting. <laughs> or had nothing to do with douche fluting. Oh my goodness! So look, the the fact of the matter is, is that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control can't be trusted. 
the things that that they post, the things that they say um, are designed to drive a political agenda. And that may be a public health political agenda, a progressive political agenda, certainly not a libertarian political agenda and so forth. And now Tim, Tim Pool's viewers, I mean, all they do all day long is discuss, uh, you know, issues around, you know, major agencies such as the CDC. And, uh, you know, certainly when it came to COVID, how they may have kind of dropped the ball in terms of, you know, pushing COVID too far. Well, so the very people who are skeptical of these health agencies are also the ones that on this episode of TimCast basically said verbatim what mainstream public health says about vaping. I think one of the biggest unfortunate things of this, and I think if the hosts sit there and think about it, maybe they just don't think about it as passionate as we are. Uh, because we are users of the products and we have helped, I literally have helped thousands of people quit smoking. Um, but I think if the hosts sit down and think the impact they can possibly have by using this false narrative, if that was um, their father or their uncle or their grandfather that smoked for 20, 30 years and got COPD and finally discovered vaping and was able to quit, um, maybe listening to that show that said, well, maybe it's better for me to go back to cigarettes and that uh caused uh their death i think that all the hosts would probably rethink what they said and it would go back and try to correct uh i mean this truly i mean it's, it's a criminal episode i want to call it criminal because when people listen to stuff like this and um deters them from possibly getting away from the chain of smoking all these years then uh, you're, you're effectively killing people. You're, you're, you're putting people to their death sentence. So um, yeah, do research, don't copy paste, and certainly, certainly question your government, especially the US government that was built on tobacco and alcohol taxes. There's an entire economy in America that unfortunately rests on the shoulders of, of smokers. And, and the government does not want you to discover um, any other way of quitting smoking. They they want you to keep smoking because they need the money, period. So there's a deep truth here that goes beyond just, you know, advocating for vaping that we'd be happy to share. So Tim, absolutely, give us a call. We'll be happy to come on the show. Sure, absolutely, I'd love to.